Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Mike Luke, joined by the venerable Jason Shear. Mike Luke coming to you live from South Lake Tahoe. Jason Shear coming to you live from uh, Tucson, Arizona. How you doing? Good. Back in the house. So I'm all right, dude. I was going to say you got the air conditioning going on in there and everything. Yeah, yeah, we're back. All right. But you know what's great about this year, even more so, we get to talk about the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is the gift that keeps on giving. Big shout out to James Crepia, who we will be talking about here in a little bit. But first, Sheer, um, I don't. There's very few times when I'm right in life about something. But I told you that this whole Pac-12 media day would be bluster, no promises, deals right around the corner. Um, the better, although I was a little surprised, I didn't expect the longer we wait, the better the deals get. Did you expect that either, Sheer? No, that may have been one of the worst quotes in media day history. I right. don't think I've ever heard a successful businessman being like, you know what, we're just going to wait this out, and uh, eventually all the money is just going to come piling in. Right, and it the was problem weird. Right. And the problem, too, is that and here's where I think it's frustrating. The problem, too, I think for a lot of people is you had forever to get this ready. You knew it's not media day does not sneak up on you. That's like saying that's like somebody saying, man, my birthday really snuck up on me this year. You know when it's going to be there. How do you come out there with absolutely nothing? Even our good friend Tony Altimore said that he thought it was a very bad look not having a media deal done by now. Yeah, I mean, it was certainly a bad look. And I thought he was doing fine, but then there were two times he screwed up there and he screwed up at the end when he pretty much said that they had a deal and then <laughs> James Crapia called him up on it. It, it was, you know, it, it, if if you know you're not going to have a deal, he, he took the right approach by shifting focus to football. But it feels like when there was a question, he didn't know how to handle it. Like the prepared statements were fine. But then when you got into the questions, he was just done. And then he thought it looked like he thought he was being sly, too, like nobody was going to notice. Well, the reason we're not talking about the media deal being done today is because um, we want to talk about football. Well, why did you actually go with, you know, instead of doing instead of actually uh, paraphrasing here, we have the great Leah behind the scenes. Leah, would it be possible to actually uh, play uh, this again? I'm going to we're going to get a lot of use out of this clip this week. George, just to follow on what you just said, I think a, a response ago, because it caught a lot of people's attention very quickly. You just said you're not announcing a deal today on purpose because you want the attention to be on football. Yep. To be clear, that would imply that the deal is done and codified and just you're waiting until after today. I think you're reading too much into that. So then what is the purpose behind not announcing something, which is what you just said? What, we want to have the focus on football today. We have an incredibly good football story to tell, and we want that to be the focus today. Sheer, is this guy out of his element? <laughs> What's funny is, like, he didn't even answer the second part either. Like, he right. should have just said, he, he would have been better off saying, like, yeah, I misspoke. I was just trying to say that football's blah, blah, blah. But instead, it's like, we're not announcing because of football. So it's like, okay, cool. Announce on Monday then. All right. My thing at this point of the game, too, is 
where is this coming from again? Because again, all the time throughout, uh, whenever there's a conference media deal, you always hear something about how there's going to be a media or, you know, there's going to be a leak. We always heard this, you know, like with the big 12, we knew that the big 12 was going to be signing a media deal probably about a week before, because there are leaks. There are absolutely no leaks going on here. And I don't have any uh, belief that there probably are going to be leaks here because I don't know that there is anything. And the Pac-12 supporters will say, well, there's probably, you know, a, a gag order and they're not allowed to talk no, about it. Not. That's not what's going on here. What's going on here is there is no deal. As of July 25th, there is no deal. It's not hard to analyze or whatever. Look, Fox, you know, they were rumored to be back at the table. I heard they're not back at the table now. Um, Apple comes out with the article today where the the – president or whatever says that they pretty much want all of a product right like that if they get the pac-12 they want all of it if the pac-12 is going to get a deal done it's probably going to be at a discount they don't want to give the discount and it's pretty obvious that george doesn't have a, a deal it's just not there yeah and see that's the thing i it's sooner or later if sooner or later you have to have something even some of the pac-12 stalwarts now i think are starting to uh, maybe lose a little bit of faith by the way john wilner we like you but we're very disappointed in you john wilner this is correct jason Shear. yeah i was i was you you nailed that one i thought he would he would go with it and lower his fake spread by half a point because in reality who is it hurting and it's it's not but What's the next deadline? Like, is the next deadline the start of the season? And what happens if they don't have it at the start of the season? Are we just saying like, oh, no, that's fine. Well, I think maybe by then, maybe the plan is, you know, we've done this so long that we can just continue to kick this can down the road because, again, you're getting more money out of this by waiting, Sheer. You're not coming up with that. If they wait till after football season, we're probably talking $60 million a school at that point. Right? I mean, seriously, and that is kind of where we're at. Speaking of which, we're going to get back to a little bit of conference realignment as well. Um, and one thing, though, that I can't really beat up too much on uh, – I can't beat up uh, Klyovkov too much because he's got a crummy he's got a crummy product to push right now. Not necessarily the pack being a crummy product, but he's got a crummy line to push right now. There is no media deal. And the thing about it, too, is he's taking people like you and me, he's taking us and he's saying, watch what I tell the peasants right here and they will believe it. We don't believe it, Sheer. Yeah, but I mean, there's still people that like. I, really, it's it's mostly like Utah and Oregon State fans, and right. like, yeah, he said a deal's right around the corner. We're so close. And then there's people like you and me that realize that they've said a deal's around the corner for literally a year. And if there was a and if there was a gag order, Sheer, the one thing that I think we would know for a fact, if there was a gag order, is then how come the presidents haven't been quiet? Kirk Schultz has certainly said a lot over these last few months. It's turned out not to be true. Why, if there is a gag order, the presidents certainly are not adhering to this gag order. If there is a gag order, why wouldn't George say, you know what, we we're talking to numerous outlets, whatever they've told us not to go public with the details or anything like that. Or the deals all, or the deals already been done. Sheer right there. Yeah. Yes. The, uh, so it's going to be fun to watch. And you know what? I'm glad Sheer always says he's tired of realignment. I am not tired of realignment. It's great for business, and you know it is as well. Sheer, don't lie. Yeah, I mean, 24 seven at a one on one with with George and Brandon Marcello should have asked him like, is it going to be streaming or you know linear? And and he said. I don't know. We're not discussing that. Is it going to be this or that? We're not discussing that. And it's like everyone's reading that article. There's probably nothing really significant in it. 
And meanwhile, everyone, yeah, realignment's hot. It's hot. Realignment's, realignment's hot. You know what else is hot right now, though, Sheer? OGs. Okay, now, Sheer, just so you know, have, by the way, how is your sleeping going? Uh, it's good now. All right, but let's just say that you're somebody like Jason Shear and you have a hard time sleeping and you're saying to yourself, man, this life sucks. I don't know what to do. OGs is here to deliver for you, for the people right here. Now, here's the deal that you got to do with OGs. Check it out right now. Hold on. I'm pulling this up. Pulling this up. Hold on. All right. Sheer, um, here's what we got. Don't miss a thing when it comes to flavor and effects. So get your pink lemonade gummies while you can. Check out OGs online at OGsBrands.com and on Instagram at OGsBrands. You can find them at your local dispensary, 21 and up, must uh, to purchase. Sheer, check it out right there, OGs. And one more, Circle K. Guess what I have not seen up in Lake Tahoe, Sheer? You have yet to see a Circle K in Tahoe? I have not seen a Circle K. Now, again, I am going to go look for a Circle K. We have not seen one. That does not mean they don't exist. But in the meantime, though, make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff like I am right now. Buy it. Right now, text PHNX to 31310. Join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator to find one near you. All right. We'll go back to realignment a little bit. But let's talk a little Arizona football. First, I still don't know why they sent Jaden Delora there. Um, it to me, it's still an odd look. But either way, let's not talk about Jaden Delora, even though I just talked about him. Let's talk about Jed Fish. Jed Fish is confident, Sheer. You can tell Jed Fish is feeling good about things. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of yeah, it, 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 and he's he's not hiding it. He wasn't downplaying. Now he's not going out and saying, "Oh, we're going to win ten games," but. He flat out said, and truthfully, this is the best team that they've had, uh, you know, since he's been there. They believe that if the defense will be better. And he just flat out said, we believe that Arizona is going to be a better football team than it's been. Right now, Jaden Delora is going to be a big part of that, obviously. Arizona needs – here's what you need out of Jaden Delora. I don't need Jaden Delora to be uh, Cam Newton, but have the good games, but then also – Kind of stack it with some – if you're going to have a bad game, I can't have the four, the 125 yards and eight interception game. I can't have that sheer. Yeah, like his bad game needs to be like it was against ASU last year where I don't think he threw a pick. He didn't do much, but he also didn't make mistakes. Right. And like if you're, you're, you're going to have a couple stinkers in there, I don't think he's going to play awesome every game. But I don't need like the, the Mississippi State uh-huh. game where he's right. just throwing the ball all over the place, trying to bring Arizona back, whatever. That doesn't help anyone. That's not how you win football games. He needs to be controlled. To his credit, he's saying he's worked on it. Jed is saying that that's been one of their focuses. We just need to see it on the field. All right. uh, Oakley Burklow, great name. I think I know who you are on Twitter. Rumor going around has it that Yormark has rubbed Robbins the wrong way with his recruiting tactics trying to get Arizona. I have no clue. I can't speak to that. I have absolutely no clue. Clint Moses, our guy in here from Oregon State. Also, Sheer, we've got to – I keep getting bum – we're getting bum raps here from the Oregon State fans here. For the 9,000th time, and I get confronted about this all the time on Twitter, I was wrong. There are way more Oregon State fans than I thought, Sheer. You would agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. There are much more Oregon State fans than I thought they were 
Uh, they're passionate about their team, so credit. They're mean, but credit to them. They're mean, but you know what? They come from a they come from a spot of passion. On top of that, too, I thought that Oregon State fan was like a Cal fan, where you've heard rumors of them, but you don't actually end up seeing any of them at any point during your life. Oregon State fans, you have come out. We, uh, you have bludgeoned us to death. We agree that there are more of those than we thought. Sure. Yes, one hundred percent. All right. Now, speaking of which, let's talk a little bit about the conference right here. By the way, was that the most Pac-12 thing ever? They have not had the Deion Sanders not to be at Pac-12 Media Day when that's the only person anyone wants to talk to. Yeah, that was a bad look. And, and no offense to Dion, it just feels like couldn't he have waited 12 hours to do that? Like Rick George got on a plane right after Media Day and was like, I'm out of here. Oh, we're going to talk about Rick George. You got a a John Wilner realignment article that just dropped, too. All right. While you read, I'll talk. Um, Okay. Oakley Burklow, they're mean, but credit to them. All right. But uh, with D, uh, obviously, though, with Jed Fish, uh, he feels comfortable about this team, and quite frankly, he should. You go across the offense, and this is a loaded offense. This is an absolutely loaded offense. Now, again, you wish that there was a little bit more depth there, I think, especially on the offensive line. But across the board, when you're looking at your starters, there's not really any weak links. And um, that's kind of where uh, um, that's kind of where I'm at. By the way, Gary Anderson, uh, Clint Moses, Gary Anderson, Sheer and I have had a long standing uh, rivalry about Gary Anderson. I thought Gary Anderson was really good. I was wrong. <laughs> so, by the way, Pac-12 survival guide, Wilner. I got excited. The only reason I is is because I thought he would move the number. He did not. The, number, did, the line remains unchanged. He didn't even mention the number, unless I missed it. He's. It's just about why Colorado is. It's just about Colorado. And what's he? I mean, what is he saying about Colorado? I barely read it. All right. Well, let's talk about Colorado. I'm sorry I'm all over the place right now, but you know what? That's part of the charm of this podcast right here. We, Sheer and I go through our show prep for hours before we come on, but you know what? Sometimes it just evolves a little bit. Now, let's talk a little bit about Colorado, Rick George, and then we're going to get back to Arizona. Promise right here. Rick George. Rick George has got his hands in a lot of fires right here, Sheer. Your guy, uh, Ross Dellinger, uh, for uh, Sports Illustrated. Uh, Yahoo. Yahoo. Yahoo wrote an article about how Rick George was, he said things, but when uh, people were there to talk to him about it, Rick George didn't really have anything to say at Pac-12 Media Day. And this is right after Colorado said they needed to see numbers, which they have not, uh, which they clearly still have not seen. Colorado is an interesting uh, player in this whole realignment situation. Yeah, Wilner mentioned that he is he's actually acknowledging the rumors that Colorado could leave this week which I think is the first time he's acknowledged online rumors. Uh, I don't believe it, but whatever. Colorado, it feels like, holds all the, the keys, right? Like, right. if they leave, other schools are going to probably – Doesn't it make it so much easier for everybody else to follow? Yeah, and I know it's kind of a crappy thing that Arizona won't leave first, but – and that whole thing has annoyed me because USC and UCLA are the Who ones that blew it up? But, um, you know, it's – yeah, if Colorado leaves – that takes the weight off a lot of schools in and, Arizona specifically. And what? And again, our goal here, and again, I promise we're going to get back to Arizona football here in a second. Our goal is to get Arizona into the Big Twelve, and for to go with Colorado, ASU left behind. ASU left behind, and they can be travel partners with SMU. We agree on this year. Absolutely, we need Oregon State and SMU fans to combine. That's oh, fake. SMU fans are fake. 
Okay, by the way, yes, SMU fans do SMU fans do not exist. We have not ever seen an SMU fan. They're no. not a sleeping giant. This is true. Um, Tony Clifton, you guys are regurgitating old, old news. We need Dylan bike updates. I have heard nothing on the bike share. Uh, all I know is that when, with Mike being away, we have a search warrant and we'll be checking his house within the next. Listen, man, if they're gonna, they're they're close to solving the Tupac murder investigation twenty seven years later. If they can do that, we can find Dylan Anderson's bike in less than a month. I charge the entire Tucson co- countryside to find this year. Are you uh, Tucson countryside? Countryside, right? Are you offering a PHNX reward? Ooh, I'm going to have to talk to my boss about that. That's not a bad idea. A reward for the bike. Any information leading up. Right. <laughs> but it has to be for a full conviction as well of the person. Well, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, if you, you know, pay All the right. time. All right. Now let's talk more Arizona football. Jonas Sabanea right there. Um, very rarely do you see a coach at the University of Arizona. And he's only said it with one player to my, uh, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, Jed Fish loves saying this, that Jonas Sabanea is an NFL player. First of all, duh. Second of all, why in the world is he not getting more credit from the people that have votes on the Pac-12 like you, Jason Shear? Yeah, uh, you know, first, I, I don't want to do a disservice here. The Pac-12 is loaded on the offensive line. There are a lot of really good offensive linemen. If I'm doing a draft of the linemen that I want for this year, Jonas Sabanay is right there. Jordan Morgan is right there for number one, right? And, and so to see a guy like Sabanay, basically the media saying he's not one of the top 10 linemen in the conference is, is crazy to me. And and Jed told the story of when the uh, uh, 49ers coach, one of the assistant coaches, Chris Forrester, came and said, man, who is that kid? And Jed Fish said, that's a high school senior. And the guy was right. like, what? Like, what are you, what? Sorry? Like, you – I saw Jonah a couple of weeks ago around campus, and I think people are going to be surprised. He's actually like bigger and stronger. I well, mean, and it's weird too because he's also a little bit. He's like me. He's massive, but he's lean though at the same time. But uh, you look at him though. That is what an NFL lineman looks like. That is a guy that belongs. And again, I'm just going to say he belongs in Georgia, not here. That's why we'll take him. And there's a thing that a lot of times you look at linemen and they're big, but they don't walk around with their weight very well. Right. Like they, they could play with it, but they can't walk. It, it looks like they're struggling. They're heavy and all that. Jonah looks like he's 300, whatever pounds. And it's like, whatever, like right. he, he moves like it's like, it's nothing. He moves like it's nothing. And I think it was when uh, I think Jed fish, when he came in, the first thing he said was that, um, well, not the first thing, but one of the first things he said is that he's never seen a 330 pounder that is able to move or that is able to just walk around and look like that, where you actually have ab muscles at that weight and that size. He is, uh, he's a freak. I don't know. Like I said, I've, I don't know during my time covering Arizona football that I've ever seen somebody like this on the offensive line. That's how unique Jonas Sabanea is. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd have to go back in terms of a prospect. I can't even remember the last, like Evan Britton, maybe. Yeah. But this dude's a lot different than Evan Britton. And that's with all due respect to Evan Britton. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, I'd, I'd have to really go through the offensive linemen that have come across because there's been some pretty good ones. But as an NFL prospect, Jonah's just a different animal. Jonah's a different animal entirely. And honestly, Sheer, when we're looking at this offense right here, I know that we wish that we had a little bit more depth. We're talking about that other guard position, Arizona 100% wants Polito to win that uh, uh, to win that guard spot right there. I am not lying, Sheer, am I? 
No, I would assume that's the ideal plan. I mean, maybe they, they would love it if Sam Lange, you know, took a jump from last season and, and took a real stronghold to that job. But I think in an ideal situation, Polito comes, wins that job, and all of a sudden your guard spot with Wendell Moe and Polito is set for the next four years. Right, and I, honestly, this coach, this coaching staff has definitely shown too that they want to play younger players when possible right there, and that certainly is that guy. One other player to share that I'm really looking for for a breakout this year. I want to see more Kean Burnett on the field. I think that I get it. He wasn't uh, terribly well coached in high school. They didn't have a position coach for him. This is his second year. He looks massive. He looked good in the spring. I would love to see more Kean Burnett on the field because, I, first of all, especially when you don't have a great offensive line at certain spots, you're not the deepest. Having two tight ends in there can make a little bit of a difference. Yeah, I mean more from him. Uh, you know, I, I I thought he would make a bigger impact as a freshman, but looking back on it, he just wasn't strong enough. He came in pretty skinny, and that works in high school. But um, if you're going to be a true tight end in college, you need to be bigger. To his credit, he's put on weight and strength. He looks bigger, and now you kind of want to see him make that jump. And and to be fair, during the spring, uh, they were almost forcing the issue with him as a red zone target to see what he could do in that situation. And if he can emerge as a legit option – with him and Tanner McLaughlin all of a sudden, um, that's probably one of the best tight end duos in, in the country. Dude, and that's what we're talking about right here. This is not hyperbole. Rich Carrillo, the great Rich Carrillo. Is Mikey Luke still on the California Central Coast? No, I am in Lake Tahoe now, my friend. <laughs> You're getting ready to hear a lot of <laughs> this week. Um, all right. Sheer, I do agree with what Clint Moses has to say. I'm on the side of Zona making a bowl game. In my opinion, they should be above uh, Stanford, Cal, ASU, and Colorado. I agree with all of those right there. I, I don't believe that Arizona should finish ahead of all of those. That It's more in the middle there where I'm interested to see. How do they match up with Washington State, UCLA, Oregon State, schools like that that's where i think arizona they're not going to be amongst the elite but they need to be at the top of the pecking order of that second tier jason Shear. yeah i'm not ignoring you i'm looking up what the uh the over under is on arizona's wins now by the way we have single-handedly moved the over under on bet mgm it went from four and a half to five and a half now that's why you people need to be listening to us every now and then Shear, what'd you find uh, I don't. I haven't found it yet. But um, yeah, I mean, I I think Arizona is is a bull team, and and I I don't think I think Stanford's going to be bad. I think mm-hmm. Cal. This is probably Justin Wilcox's last season. I, I just don't. I think that's a bad football team. Colorado. I I like Dion. I'm sure he's going to do well there. Um, I think we at Arizona know better than anyone what it takes to rebuild a program. Do you buy his? Do you buy his son? Are you buying his son? Uh, I think his son is good. I think people need to kind of slow down a bit because we've seen it with basketball. We've seen it with football. Like there's such a difference. And I know Jackson state was, you know, whatever, but I'm talking about the opponent, right? Like the opponents are different. Now the coordinators are different. The talent at safety and corner are different. These are different animals. And at the end of the day, he still needs guys to throw to. He still needs an offensive line to block for him. Right. It, I think he'll be solid. I think these early odds where we saw where he was like a Heisman odds yeah. are, are just stupid. Where would you – would you rather have Jaden Delora or would you rather have uh, uh, Dion's kid in a vacuum, everything being equal? For one season, this yeah. season, I'd rather have Jaden Delora. 
All right. Just again, everything. I, I agree with you right there. But Sanders does intrigue me, by the way. Uh, it, I, I think it's going to come back to bite them a little bit. Running off Montana Lamonius Craig right there. I think he would have been one of their two best wide receivers right there. Arizona's lucky to have him. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But first, bet MGM. All right, here's the deal. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, place your first bet offer and receive up to 1000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for details. And now let's hear Shane with the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800- Gambling problem right there at the end. I like that. All right. So um, Montana Lamonius Craig, though, first of all, uh, great name, probably the best name in the conference. Uh, Sheer, you have sold me on him that I believe that he is going to pick up all of the burden for Dorian Singer. And as a matter of fact, I would not be surprised if he caught for as many yards as Dorian Singer this year. What say you, Jason Shear? Before that, we got I, I found it. Arizona to win five or more games is plus one fifteen. So they're still predicting under five. Dude, take it. Take it right now. Again, BetMGM is here to help you guys. BetMGM is here to help you. Sheer, we both like that over, correct? Correct. All right. As for Montana, uh I like now I, I did before wonder if they were going to put him in the slot, which is not his natural position because they had told Cowing they were moving to the outside. At media day, Fish said Cowing is moving back to the slot. Right. Uh, and Montana would be where Dorian Singer is. It would not surprise me to have Montana and Dorian finish with very similar stats. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think that the way the offenses spread out the ball, I mean, Montana is going to get the best numbers of his career by right. far. No doubt about it. And keep in mind, this is a guy that comes from a little bit of a stock, too. He was a four star kid out of Inglewood. Um, and he's up to good. So, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to like about him too. And he was good last year with a terrible QB thrown to him. His biggest issue wasn't him. It was the fact that he never had a guy to throw to him. Right. I mean, and, and I know it's the spring game and I don't like to read too much of the spring game, but Shador, you saw what happened when he had a, a, a good QB throwing him the ball. He went nuts that game. Right. Like 100, right? And so uh, Dorian Singer is an interesting case to me. I'm really curious to see how he works in the USC offense I, I would be really surprised if he went for a thousand yards again. You're very skeptical of Dorian Singer. I, I just, I, I think he's good. Don't get me wrong. I, I think it's, I don't get the move. I just, I really, I don't get it. It, it right. didn't make sense to me. You just put up a thousand yards. You were probably going to put up more the following year. And you went to USC. I get the national attention, all that, but his numbers are not going to be as good as they were at Arizona. For sure. And on top of that, too, like, oh, one other thing, too, we got to talk about the Travis Hunter hype is insane here on the path. Why is he getting first team all conference votes when he did nothing? I get that he was the number one player in the country last year and he went to Jackson State, but he did next to nothing at Jackson State last year. I see him over far more qualified people on the all conference teams. That is bothering me, Sheer. 
Uh, that is all all Deion Sanders, right? He had 15 tackles and two picks at Jackson State. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and and I know he caught a few passes as well. Um, he had 18 catches for 190 yards and four touchdowns. All right, but but he's but you see him on all on the preseason all conference teams. I do not understand this. Voted, the media voted him, and I would I would bet money that over 50% of the media that voted him on the first team never saw him play. Not I would agree with that. But you know, you know where they were probably going to look him up? 24-7 sports. How about that? I think he's really good. I just like you can't tell me that he's a first team corner without ever playing a snap. But there were other plays like that, like the Stanford tight end got second team, and there are multiple tight ends that that are better. Uh, Jalen Conyers at ASU is better. Tanner McLaughlin's better. But because he's a Stanford tight end, people just assume automatically that he's good. Happy birthday, by the way, to Jalen Conyers. By the way, would you rather have Jalen Conyers or Tanner McLaughlin? I ride for Tanner. Don't yeah, you I, I'm too, dude. We're going straight Canadian right here. Canadian geese, by the way, are directly outside of where I'm staying, by the way. Have um, you confronted them yet? What's that? Uh, no, I did. I tried to. I went with my dad. I tried to confront a few of them in. Uh, um, no, I did. I tried to confront a few of them in um, uh, Monterey, and I got cold feet and I backed away because I. Go ahead. Did you go to the aquarium in Monterey? Well, I was going to, but it's like nine thousand dollars to go in there, though. Oh, I know. I took the whole family. <laughs> well, that's your little flex right there. <laughs> oh, like that. Was it worth it, though? Yeah, it's the best aquarium ever. All right. Well, maybe maybe on the way back or next year, maybe I'll maybe we'll end up doing that. All right. Now on the defensive side of the ball, um, this is going to be a big year. Um, and we've said it ad nauseum. I know I just need the defense not to totally suck. Um, but I think we're going to have an idea this year about – what Johnny Nansen can do as a defensive coordinator. Um, again, not expecting him to work miracles, but there is enough talent, I think, that you should see a marked improvement, especially in year two. I, I think I'm one of the few where last year's defensive performance was was meaningless to me because they didn't have their guys. They didn't have depth. Nansen came in, and, and there's only so much he could do. This year, Nansen has brought in dudes that he wanted to bring in. This defense is built to be significantly better than it was last season. There's very few positions with a lack of depth. So to me, this is this is when I start evaluating Johnny Nansen. This is a big right. year for him. You know, and, and to be honest, if if he doesn't do well, it would not surprise me if Jed has another defensive coordinator. Because when you look at, at the possibly be an analyst at this point. He could be. I mean, look, when you look at this defense, like what position did they not upgrade? Corner, maybe DN, probably not. They didn't get anybody like Eccles. That's fine, but we don't know how good like a, a Daniel Hamuli is going to be off the edge. True, right? Linebacker, linebacker is a huge upgrade. Huge upgrade for sure. And Defense line interior, the guys they added, big upgrade. And I think on top of that too, it's addition by subtraction. And the uh, again, again, I'm sure he's a great kid. I always have to paraphrase this. Getting rid of Christian Young is addition by subtraction, right there. The speed and athleticism upgrade on Arizona's defense is significant. I know there's more to it than that, but those two things are significantly better than they were last season. Yeah. So what the big, I think the biggest question mark though, for this team will be the pass rush. And that's where Deuce Davis, our guy has to come alive right here. Um, I don't need 
10 sacks out of Deuce, but I need six. That's what I'm asking for. Six sacks out of Deuce Davis this year, Sheer. Yeah, there's guys that have to step up, and, and, and Deuce is one of them. Like, he, you, you put on – last year he was way too skinny. Uh, he's gained some weight. He's probably too skinny. I haven't seen him, but I'm, I'm assuming he still needs to gain more weight. Um, but he's a guy that needs to step up. Uh, Taylor Upshaw, the transfer from Michigan. I, we need They love him. He's probably going to start. We need him to be a legit pass rusher, right? Isaiah Ward needs to step up and be – they need a pass rush because I could talk about the upgrade at linebacker. I like what they've done at safety. None of it matters if the quarterback has all day to throw. This is also going to be an interesting case this year where we find out Jed Fishes, if you know what, if I'm going to go after players, I'm going to go after big players because big players can develop. Because all those dudes you just mentioned are bigger guys right there, whether that's Isaiah Ward, whether that is uh, Upshaw, whether that, I mean, heck, I know Deuce Davis is light, but he's certainly tall enough. There's a lot of guys right there that um, – are you're hoping that some of those big players are able to uh, come to fruition. Yeah. I mean, you, and even on the interior, like they went out, they got CO from Indiana. They got Tyler Manoa. The, the bodies are all Manoa bigger. starts, right? Uh, I would assume I, 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 it wouldn't surprise me if we wound up seeing like an all transfer defensive line, I'm like sure CO, Manoa, uh, Upshaw and Oren Patu would not surprise me at all. I would be a little surprised if Patu beat out Davis. I think I think they really want Davis to be in there. And, 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 and I'm just going off what Jed said in the spring. Jed said they're going to start Patu, but I don't know if Jed was just saying that to say, "Hey, come join Arizona out of the transfer portal." Because, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think in an ideal world, you're going they, with what Jed Fish is saying over what I'm saying. Is this correct? Right. We, yes. Fine. It's, Whatever. I'm hesitant. But I, I don't think that's decided. I think the other ones are probably pretty close to being decided. I think in an ideal world, Russell Davis starts because it means that he's made that jump from freshman to sophomore year. But again, they're bigger, like at every position, especially inside. Like they're just they're considerably bigger and stronger than they were last season. All right. Now, um, by the way, Dwayne Aquina right here. We need to talk about sheer over or under, if there was a bet MGM even money betting line on Dwayne Aquina being a full-time coach in some capacity next year for U of A football, what would Jason Shear say to this? This upcoming season or the season next year? No, no, nice try. Not this year. That's already about to start the following year. He's on. He will be full-time. That's uh, I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to say how that's going to happen because I'm not getting in trouble or making anyone pissed, but I – I can't see Dwayne Aquino just being an analyst. Correct. And I'm also very interested to see how that secondary performs this year because I think that um, Chief is right about next to nothing, but I will say that uh, the secondary was a little, I think has been a little sketchy the first two years. Having Aquina in there, though, I think is going to make a world of difference because you at least know you've got somebody on there. And by the way, I like the new D, I like the new cornerbacks coach they have. So no, uh, certainly no uh, uh, offense to him. But I think having Aquina back there, whose resume speaks for itself, that is going to be a very nice little feather in Arizona's coaching uh, cap there this year. I like, uh, I really like watching Richardson and Akina coach. You know, you a lot of times coaches use the same drills. Akina had a uh, drill that we hadn't seen under Fish before, and it sounds simple enough where a receiver catches it, but every single defensive guy runs to the ball. And right. if you don't, if one guy did it, he would chew them out, pull them out of the game, the scrimmage, whatever it was. And it sounds common or basic, but it's really not. And, and it's, it's little things and it's his whole attitude and you could hear him 
And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he's a guy that's obviously been around for a while. And uh, I, I can't see that unit not being upgraded even slightly uh, under, under his coaching. By the way, I had to sell you on Dwayne Aquino. This is true. No, you had to sell sure, his- sure. I remember where I was. I was a lucky wishbone when you sent that. Text. Let me finish. Let me finish. You had to sell me on his recruiting. You I said he was said old. You said we don't need another old guy. You said, said that, Sheer. Yes, for recruiting. <laughs> Sheer. I said he couldn't. I don't. I was. I didn't think he could recruit. And they were going from one cornerback coach that couldn't recruit with Walker. And then they had Cecil, who's not a great recruiter. And then they were adding Akina. Does, does Cecil attempt to recruit? A little bit, yeah. Texas. But right. Richardson is a good recruiter. Richardson's I love good. Richardson, too. Right. And he's fun to watch also, by the way. By yeah, the way, when awesome. I get, by the way, are you going to be all right with me not being at the start of uh, fall camp here? Uh, yes, Jeff Bow and I will miss you. But you know. I know Jeff Bow's going to miss me, and I miss Jeff Bow as well. That's for sure. Um, all right, what's the word on Demond? Um, still imagine that he's going to announce here in the next couple weeks. Here, uh, he is visiting Arizona this weekend unofficially. They have a Rising Stars camp. Um, I think it's called Desert Star. I don't know what it's called. It's got some fun, you know, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Arizona coaching staff kick the tires a little bit and see if a commitment this weekend is possible. I still think he takes a couple of visits, but Arizona's in a good position. Arizona's in a very good position. You know what Arizona's also in a good position for? Because who wouldn't want to be part of the Four Peaks movement? Now, DeMond Williams is not tall enough to be part of the Four Peaks. This is true, correct, Sheer? Correct. All right, but if DeMond Williams wanted to be associated with the Four Peaks, the place that he would go would be the U of A. And again, Four Peaks is uh, where it's at. Check out Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. The official brew of PHNX Sports, you might even see Shane Diefenbach up there from time to time. Shane Diefenbach is very tall, as is Jacob Franklin. So if you go in there and you ask for them, you won't have to ask for them because you will actually see them there. That's how big they are. All right. Demond Williams, I don't care about 5'10 quarterbacks. Um, I know he's short for a QB. I'm not getting on five of kind media. You're fantastic. I don't care about short quarterbacks in college sheer. It does absolutely nothing for me. And I think it's a solution in search of a problem when people complain about it. Yeah, I don't care. It's college. It's not the NFL. It's a different right. animal. I mean, you're running offenses in college. That'll never work in the NFL. So right. it, it's just a different ballgame. Yeah, it's a totally different ballgame. All right. Now, I, uh, I, don't like, I don't like doing what we're about to do right here, but I'm going to do it. Um, by the way, uh, Oh, Rich Carrillo, I think my mom's about 10 feet away from me. Maybe we'll have her on sometime this week. Mom, you have a secret admirer in Rich Carrillo right there and Kevin Woodman right there. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, again, we had Altimore on yesterday, your best friend right there, Jason Shear. Altimore, now I get this question all the time. Does Arizona want it to keep its basketball program in the pack? I will tell you this. The reason that Arizona, the reason that so many conferences are, are that nobody really wants to quote unquote join the Big Twelve is you got to remember at the end of the day and keep in mind I am one hundred percent joining the Big Twelve if it's up to me. So, but there is a massive there's a massive difference in academics in the Pac twelve and the Big Twelve compared to even the Big Ten. 
and whatever it just is from research to rankings, et cetera, et cetera. And these guys at the end of the day, they are academic people per se. Um, but I also don't believe that it is nearly as big as the gap as people are trying to make it out to be. Again, I don't believe that my Arizona education goes down into the toilet if they join the Big 12. Uh, so, again, it is because I guarantee you faculty and staff, if you're just an academic type, you want to stay associated with the Pac-12. But I also do understand. But at the end of the day, though, you've also got an academic, you've got an athletic move to make here. And why do people come to the University of Arizona? What runs University of Arizona in the city? It's Arizona basketball. It's a unique setup there, Sheer. It's a weird like. So when I was coming out of college, my my sister went to UCSB, which is a, a Santa Barbara is a better school than Arizona. Correct. Right. And I could have gone there to Santa Barbara. No, and you I couldn't have. You didn't get in. Uh, my sister was on the uh, committee, so I could have got in. I was a lot. Right. All right. <laughs> she was on the admissions board or whatever. Right. Um, but I went there, and there were no sports. Right. And so I, I wound up at Arizona. I looked at other schools, and every school I looked at had sports. Right. And there's other people that have no interest in sports. Right. And it, it, and it feels like the Pac-12 presidents are those other people. Those are, <laughs> they are those other people. We're sports. Now, there's maybe Robbins is different, and maybe there's one other one that's different. But for the most part, like the president of Cal, if you went and you said we're cutting your athletic department, they'd probably be like, okay. Yeah. Like they don't care about sports. Michael Crow, same things. way. Yeah, they don't care Michael about Crow really cares about sports. No, and, and that's the issue here is if this was a sports decision, we're not talking about it because it's already been made. Correct. The schools are in the Big 12, but Correct. it's not. It's sports are very low. And I tweeted the other day, I am, and we disagree a little bit. I'm convinced that they're going to sign a bad deal because they just don't care about sports enough. What is a bad, what is a bad deal then for something that's probably in the mid to low twenties and it's uh, heavy linear or heavy streaming, excuse me. Yeah. yeah. To me, that's a bad deal. Yes. No, I would agree with that. But you know what, at that, at that stage, you get what you deserve. If that actually comes to get, that actually comes to fruition. Um, and, and it's funny to me, one thing that we don't talk about too real quick is this is the same conference where USC voted no on expansion and right. then left the conference soon after. Why is the Pac-12 letting Oregon and Washington dictate things when we all know that the first train ad of the Pac-12, they're on it? Altimore said something I've actually found fascinating, though, about Oregon. He said the dirty little secret. And I've heard this from other academic types, too, including maybe uh, people at the U of A. Maybe Oregon is a bum school when it comes to it. It's it's not good academically. It's in, you know, it's in Eugene, whatever. Um, and the only thing it has going forward, again, it's a big thing, is Nike. Washington is a far more attractive school across the board with athletics and academics and the fact that it's in Seattle than Oregon. So the you always see Oregon fans in there with kind of the little man complex on Twitter. They know that Was Washington without the L.A. schools now is the grand prize as far as academics and athletics go. I said like a month ago that Washington was the real prize and Oregon fans just went crazy at me. But it, it's true. I mean, Washington is a superior academic school. You can do fine athletically there, obviously. Um, Oregon State is probably a better academic school than Oregon right now. And, and, and maybe that wasn't always the case, but Oregon is not a very high level academic school. Uh, you know, and, and Washington clearly is. If you gave conferences throughout the nation a choice between Oregon and Washington, I think everyone would choose Washington. 
everybody would choose Washington and for the variety of reasons that you put out there. First of all, it's a much better academic institution. It's in Seattle. And again, you also have a just you have a better groundwork for a- athletic success right there. They're not. But like you said, too, Oregon and Washington are not committed to the Pac-12. No. And and I still remember, remember when the whole thing started in Canzano and some others were like, Phil Knight's going to pay whatever it takes to get Oregon on the, the right side of all this. And that, that's disappeared. Phil Knight's not even mentioned anymore. It, Phil Knight's not even mentioned anymore. And this whole thing, this whole remark about Phil Knight, I read there was another article in there about Phil. Phil Knight is viewed as this guy that is basically like one of these like Saudi shakes that just goes around and buys like soccer teams and whatnot, where he like it was with Damian Lillard. Well, just he can just t- pay Damian Lillard and bring in whoever he wants on the uh uh, on the team, and it's like, no, dude, that's not how it works. By the way, any news on the Arizona basketball foreign trip? Uh, Besides did, Billy B. Um, no, he means uh, uh, Abu Dhabi. And mm-hmm. I, I will say this: I don't think you're going to get a full itinerary before the trip for safety precaution reasons. Bruce already has one. Bruce is going. Bruce, I can confirm. Bruce is going, I, I know they're going to Israel. They're going to play three games and I'm going to be blunt. They're going to lose all three. Mm-hmm. They're going to that- play like national teams getting ready for like the teams that the U S will be playing like the U S FIBA NBA guys. That's who Arizona is warming up for. So well, like, like Mex- <laughs> so like the Mexico national team, like Arizona is probably going to play them where their worst player is, uh, what's his name? Toscano, Juan Toscano, Juan Toscano Anderson, who would be Arizona's yeah, best like, player. So your boy Pella is going to be guarding right. Juan Toscano Anderson. It's going to be like that. So uh, it's not going to be easy, but it, it'll be fun. All right. Lost Highway says Oregon. Oregon is not a good academic school, dude. In the grand scheme of things, I can come up with a lot of better pack of Big 12 institutions than Oregon. Even Tony agrees with me on this one. All right. By the way, sheer, uh, oh, geez. Again. We wanted to make sure with Sheer on that we were going to get two OGs reads because you can tell by the bags under the eyes that Sheer has a hard time sleeping. Here's what we got. OGs brands. Flavoring life is what OGs is all about, Sheer. This is correct. And it's all about, and they make it easy with their wide range of flavors and functions. No matter what it is, what you need, OGs has a gummy for it. Check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. All right. Sheer, we did good work today. Um, Obviously, we'll be having you back on. I am going to sign off right here and get everything posted and then go hang out with the geese on the beach. Will Vance be backing you up? Uh, he went with me before, and he actually was taking the video of it when I went up to the goose. And the problem was is that I expected the goose to back away a little bit, and then that was just going to be the video of me putting the goose in its place. But the big problem, though, is that the goose stayed stationary and basically looked at me like, what are you going to do? So I can't obviously post that, so I'm not going to. But Eduardo met the geese yet. Uh, Ted Wardo has not met the geese. We have a back. I have a backpack that I take Ted Wardo around in. I think you've seen this backpack before, where I take Ted Wardo around in, so the geese don't attack him and try to eat him because he would be he'd be easy prey. But all right, Sheer, where can they find you? Uh, WildcatAuthority.com at Jason Sheer on Twitter, and then the Wildcat Scoop podcast with Shelby and I. 
Our, uh, with Shelby and me. <laughs> so that pissed you off. No, you didn't. Nice try. I looked right at you when I said that. Shelby. No, 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 no. And on top of that, uh, tomorrow we have Aaron Torres. When we talk about people that back the A to the fullest, when it's not always convenient, can you think of anybody better than Aaron Torres, Sure. No, that's my guy. He backs the A. Uh, good dude. We're going to get him to try to say back the A on the show tomorrow. We haven't yet. But for Jason Shear, I'm Mike Luke. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.